0: Welcome to the Sharing Life Ministries Sermon of the Week. We hope that you are blessed by this message. Father God, Lord, as Jay gets up here to preach, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would anoint him, Lord. You would empower him, Lord. Give him the words to say, Lord. And I just pray, God, Lord, that we would be receptive to your word today. And God, we just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Well, <laughs> I've been very under attack this morning, I, uh, let's see, I cut myself shaving, if you can tell, it's not just dirt on my lip, I, it's blood, I knocked Angie's, <laughs> I knocked Angie's coffee out of her hand, and I brought the wrong flash drive, so, it's either going to be awesome or awful, I don't know which A it's going to be, but, um, <clears throat> How's everyone's fast going? Who, who all's done their, what are we want, fifth day? Fifth day? Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but like right about now is where it's like you're still seeing it like it's so far off, like 40 days, man, it's, you know, it's like I'm never going to get there. Um, but I want, to, I want to tell, I don't think I've told this. I know some people in here for heard me tell us, but it's, I want to use it to encourage people because back when I first learned about fasting and, you know, different fasts and things to do, I, you know, I would read and listen to other people and mock, not mock, but copy, you know, someone would say like, oh, I did a one day only water. Oh, I'll try that. And uh, I did a fruits and vegetables for a week. I'll try that. And so finally, one year at our church, they said we were doing the 21 days and they said, you you pray and see what God wants you to do. Like, don't don't copy. Don't We're not going to do this corporate thing. You pray and see what God wants you to do. So that was kind of new for me. So I went and prayed. I just kept coming back to the Lord telling me, 21 days, the only thing I could drink was water. I could eat anything, but water was the only thing to drink. And that, for me, is not was not easy at all. That meant no coffee, no Diet mountain, mountain Dew. And right there, people were already going, oh, my, Jay. So... Now at this point in my life, I'll be honest. If I woke up, let's just say I was off on a Saturday, woke up, and if I didn't have a coffee in me by like noon, one o'clock, I I developed a, I got a headache. I had it that bad. Um, and so I, as I'm beginning to start with this fast, I thought I'm not gonna make it. Like I don't think I can do that, Lord. I you know, and I'm. It's like the negotiating with God thing. Can I do something else? Can I maybe give up this? Can I? And so I thought, nope, I feel like that's what God's telling me, and so I just began to pray about it and say, Lord, okay, if this is what we're going to do, I'm going to do it, and I can sit here and tell you today, honestly, I did 21 days, I did not have one headache, not one, and I, I mean, I, honestly, it was like this, it was God like showing me like, yes, I'm real, and yes, I can, you know, do these things in your life, because I honestly didn't think it was possible. I was that person saying, I, I'm not going to make it, I'm going to take ibuprofen for every day, I'm going to be struggling, I'm going to be suffering at work, miserable, And I did it, and um, I think two things, I think it helped me in my spiritual growth, obviously, but also I think in the natural, it kind of pulled me away from that caffeine addiction. So I mean, it was like a natural benefit along with the uh, spiritual benefit. Now, I might be back into that addiction because (laughs) I drink a lot of coffee and I drink a lot of Diet Mountain Dew, but... So anyway, I just want to encourage you that, you know, if, if God's put something on your heart to do for this fast and you think, well, man, that's really hard for me, that's going to be impossible for me, press in. Press, 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 you know. If you slip, if it's day five, day four, and you slip and you go, oops, I messed up my fast, oh, well, don't do that. No, get, hop right back on, right. hop right back in, right. you know, and don't think like, oh, well, I'm not going to make it up to God, I'm going to take four days, and you know, like, you don't have to beat yourself up, just... Get back on the path. Whatever God was having you to do, that's what you do. We have someone coming for prayer? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'm going to start uh, with the... Are we, Jen, are we good? Or Okay, all right, awesome. Um, I'm going to talk about the fasting, the old versus the new. And... Thank you, Jen, for rescuing me. I appreciate you. You've been a blessing this morning to me already, so thank you. <laughs> Jen's like, who is this guy? Come on. Man. I already got to take care of these two. Now I got this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's, start, let's start in Matthew chapter 9, uh, verses 14 through 17. And this is when the disciples of John came to Jesus, okay? So the disciples of John come to Jesus, and they're saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast. Then he puts a little interesting kind of, you know, I don't know what you'd call it here, but a little piece that you kind of read and think, well, it you know, kind of shifts a little bit. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins and so both are preserved. Now, as a matter of fact, in a couple of the different, um, Bibles I looked at, these are actually, you know, some Bibles you have, like, they'll, they'll headline a section, and then they'll stop, and then they'll break it up and headline the next section, you know, like, what it's talking about. A lot of Bibles, these are actually separated, 14 and 15, and then 16 and 17, but they tie in together. They actually tie right in together. Um, <clears throat> and I, I did, I had to do a lot of, like, little commentaries and things on this yesterday, um, because I was trying to really piece it together in my own mind. And what God is, or what Jesus is telling them here is, why do you fast and the Pharisees fast? You know why they fasted? Because they thought they were pleasing God, and they wanted to show off to other men, look at me, I'm making God happy. It's on my checklist of things to do. But Jesus is saying, that's not the way I want you to fast. Fasting is not about making God happy. It's about drawing closer to him. Do we see the difference? Fasting just for the purpose of saying, God, I know I'm making you happy. I'm fasting. That's not it. Just like at the end of the day, you shouldn't be laying down. I've said this before. the end of the day, is your goal isn't just not to sin. If that's your only goal of the day, that's not it. It's good not to sin, but that's not drawing you closer to God. God wants a relationship with you. He doesn't just want you not to sin. There's people that don't know Jesus that could say they didn't sin every day. There's people that say they're good people, you know. But they don't know Jesus. They don't have a relationship. They're not doing God's will. They're just not sinning. And that's what Jesus is telling them here. And he's basically using this as like a little illustration, you know, saying, I'm here with you. I'm here with the disciples right now. If they fasted right now, they'd be doing it the old way, just to make, just to make God happy, the Pharisees' way. After I'm gone, when they fast, they're going to be drawn closer to me. They're going to do the will of, of God who sent, or who sent me and now who lives through them. The new fast is just all about drawing closer to God. It's not about making God smile like, yes, my son, my daughter didn't didn't eat today. And he already had warned the disciples. Before this, if we go back, next slide is Matthew 6. He had already warned them. Told his disciples, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. See, the Pharisees would go out. They wanted everyone to know look at me. I'm fasting. Look at me. Look at me struggling. Oh, I'm suffering. I'm hungry. I'm making God happy. You should be like me. Jesus had already warned his own disciples don't do that. Don't be like them. You don't want want man to even know that you're doing this. It's all about God knowing that you're doing this. It's all about just drawing closer to him. So when you're fasting, even us right now in the natural, when you're fasting, you don't need to go telling everybody. You don't need to blast all over the place. You don't need to tell your neighbors, tell your friends, guess what I'm doing. Just in that time of when, whenever it is you're fast that you're laying down your, your fork and your spoon and you're drawn into the throne room, that's when you're drawn close to God. That relationship's developing because you're sacrificing your desire, your needs, your wants for time with him. And I, I feel like saying this now, I have it on a slide later, but I, I just really feel like saying it now, if we, I think if we really saw what was going on in the spiritual realm while we were fasting, We would do it so much more. If we really saw what was going on, we'd want to fast more and more and more and more and more. You'd almost want to fast like to in spite of your body. You'd be like, you know, your body's like, God, please feed me. Like, no, no, because I know what's going on right now. I'm gonna do an illustration. I'm gonna do it now. Um, all, my, all my young people left. I was gonna have. <laughs> I still have Ellie. He's Eli. You can't hide from me, man. You can't hide. All right. I need three young people. Austin, <clears throat> Eli. Like less than twenty. Just, just three. Just three volunteers. I need three volunteers. All right. I got two. I got no. I got none. I got one. I got two. I got one and a half. All right, I got three. Okay. How's it going? How's it going? Okay. Turn around, guys. Face, face the loving crowd. So the, let's, for everybody for a moment, let's just pretend you have three children. Boom, boom, boom. which what son do you want to be, Austin? Austin is the perfect son. He's the one that he does all his homework, comes home from school, goes right to his room, does his homework. You call him down for dinner. He comes down, eats every bit of his plate, goes right back to his room. He does everything you ask him to do. The problem is he doesn't communicate with you. He's just quiet, doesn't, you know, does everything you ask, but you really don't feel like you know him that well. You're kind of like, Man, I mean, I don't know. It's like he... He doesn't rebel. He doesn't, but, man, I, I don't know. It's weird. Some number two. What's your name again? Nick? Dalton. Dalton. You're Nick. No. What's your name? Katie. Katie. Dalton. Katie. Okay. Dalton and Katie. Would you like another son? We'll get you a son. This is a daughter. Daughter. I'm sorry. Well, I meant three children. I'm sorry. Three children? We do. I'm sorry. We want to know who you are. You okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Dalton and Katie, I'm sorry. Dalton, this is the rebel. You say, you say go left, what's he do? You say do your homework, what's he do? You say come down and eat your dinner, I don't like that, I ain't eating that. You look at his report card, awful. Now, you try to talk to him, you try to communicate with him. It's it's you know, it's anger, it's uh, it's you know, blah blah. <sighs> come to Katie. This is the child that you might need to nudge a little bit. Hey, did you do your homework? Ah, eh, I'll get to it. Well, can you do it now? Okay. But they share their life with you. They come to you and they're like, guess what happened today? Man, this happened. This happened. This happened. Man, it's so exciting. My teacher, blah, blah, blah. hey, my new. I got. I, got new, I met two new friends today. Man, it was so much fun. We had so much fun. We have so much in common. Can we hang out? Sure. They come down to eat dinner. Hey, here's dinner. Uh, I like some of that. I'll eat. Yeah. Do I really have to eat that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I might grumble and complain, but you know everything about this child's life. You know their desires. Their Passions, they communicate, they talk. Now as a parent, I think this is kind of how we separate ourselves with God. This is this is the man pleaser. Does everything you ask, but you don't even know them. They don't talk to you. You don't know anything about them. You don't know what they like. You don't know anything about their friends. You don't know how they interact with people at school. You're just like, feel like a robot. This is the this is the man pleaser on earth, the one that really doesn't know God. They might do everything right, but they don't have an intimate relationship. This is the ultimate rebel. This is the, the one that not only doesn't know God, but he's the, the one that even leads others astray and is, you know. This is the child that most of us, I think, aim to be because we talk to God. Yeah, we might mess up once in a while. I might forget to take the trash out. I might forget to clean up my room. But you know what? You know this child inside and out. They communicate with you. You talk. You, you find things out about them. They talk to you. They want to know about you. They ask questions. You sit down every night. They come down to hang out on the couch with you and watch TV and like, ask you questions about life. This is, I think, the child that God wants us to be. And he understands that you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things wrong. You're going to forget stuff. You're going to grumble and complain once in a while. But you know what? You know the father. Mm -hmm. You know the parents. You talk. You communicate. You share your life. And when we fast, we go from this person or this person to this person. Guys, can you get a seat? Ladies, guys. I'm glad I didn't have all my. What age went downstairs? Ten to fifteen. Oh, five to ten. Okay, that's good. How do we feel when we fast? What's What's a word you can think of that you make you feel? Exhausted. That's a good one. Uncomfortable. I'm leaning a little more to exhausted, but shaky. Shaky. I'm still waiting for my, my one word and I'm kind of weary. Say it again. Weak. 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 If you're really doing a true fast, a food fast, you're gonna feel weak. Now in the natural, again, when we feel weak, we want to get, we get cranky, we get bitter, we get hangry. Everyone knows hangry, right? Some people say, hallelujah. I know, we know some hangry people. And when we're hangry, what do we want? We want food now. Like, you know, I've seen the meme, you know, if I don't have food in like 15 minutes, I'm going to become a different person. Like, you know, there's a, someone else is coming out in 15 minutes if I don't get some food. Now, when we're weak, looked in the Bible, when does the enemy want to come attack you? When you're weak. When you're weak. Also, when you're, like, emotional, when you're, you know, on your feels. But when you are weak, we see it when the temptation of Jesus. 40 days of fasting, here comes the devil. Now that I got you weak, I'm going to come with the temptations. I'm going to come attacking us in the natural. When we're weak, the enemy is going to come with the temptations. But I want to shift your mindset for a second because we think when we're weak, we're vulnerable. But the Bible says when I'm weak, I should be strong. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. This is right after Paul, of course, is he's went to, you know, in prayer, he's saying, I want this, you know, there's all kinds of uh, biblical debates on what the, the thorn in the flesh is for Paul, but he's prayed three times, said, the Lord take us from me. And the Lord says, no, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness. If that's not something you can put on your mirror during your fast, put that where you can see it. Put it on your fridge. That'd be a good place to put it. Yeah. When you go to open the fridge and think, I'm going to cheat, oh, wait a minute. Uh, and the Lord's looking right in the eye saying, My grace is sufficient for you. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These things are going to come. Insults, hardships, persecution, calamity. They're probably going to expand now that you're trying to fast and draw closer to God. You're going to see more hardships, insults, persecutions, and calamities. Therefore, you shouldn't be surprised when this happens. When you're really, you're locked into this fast, and all of a sudden you're getting persecuted about something, you're getting insulted about something, you're thinking, man, what, ding, 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 oh yeah, I'm trying to draw closer to God, I'm fasting, I shouldn't be surprised. Matter of fact... I would think you should expect it, and I'll give it a step further. You should embrace it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sounds great. Now, that's a battle here, obviously. (laughs) That's a battle in your mind to say, I'm going to be thankful for the persecutions. I'm going to be thankful for the hardships and the insults. I'm going to be thankful for them. Thank you, Lord, that you're allowing me to face this, and that you trust me that I can put up a battle and get through this and keep pressing and fighting that your grace is sufficient each and every day. I don't have to cheat. I can either grab grace or I can grab a Snickers. Let's grab grace. When you are weak, then you are strong. It sounds, in the natural, it sounds what? Totally backwards. Totally backwards. In the natural, if you decide not eat, not drink, and then go to the gym and work out, it's, it's just, it's not working. But in the spirit realm, you not eat, not drink, you get stronger. In the natural, no protein, no fuel, you go try to work out, ugh, it's not going to be good. In the spirit, no protein, no food, no water, go over here and pray and worship, spiritual muscle. God knows that <clears throat> the place that he wants us, if when we're weak, we, he wants us to lean and rely on him. Yes. That's what he wants. Yes. He'll allow you to get weak. He'll allow you to be persecuted. Because he'll say, then, for the most part, people will then start to lean on me. Right. They'll want to draw closer. When life's just flying along and you're just living the the dream and you're Cruising, eating good food, blah, blah. It's like you just kind of let God alone. Like you just kind of forget about him. Not in a bad way. You're not like angry at him. You just don't lean in. Because let's face it, a lot of times we feel, and when we're doing good, we, we, I don't need anything, God. I'm good. So it's just a natural human thing we do. And, and just, you know, I meant to say this earlier, you know, it's like <laughs> going back to the natural. You know, Austin, like a fast for you, as a good son, like in the, just as a natural, like just think about this. If you had something really cool to do, like an opportunity to go to skate park, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to pass up going to skate park because I just want to hang out with mom today. Just, just, Chill with mom. That'd be an example of like a spiritual fast because you're passing up something that's a desire, a passion, something you love to just spend time with mom. That's what we're doing in a fast. Passing up something we love because there's not many people that don't love food. I don't care what you look like. I don't care size, shape, age. None of that matters. We all love food. I don't even want to talk much more. I want, to, I, just, I want to pray. I really do. I want to pray today. Amen. I, I just I just want to lay, I, I just really want that foundation laid for you as, as we, you know, it's only with day five. So if you haven't stepped in or you haven't started fasting or you've, you've, if you want to start, you're like, man, I didn't even know about this or you're challenged to start fasting. I, I just want to get us in a mindset that, you're prepared, and you're, you're, you're expecting the, what that said, the hardships, the persecutions, the insults, and that when they come, and that when the weakness, you feel the weakness, you feel your stomach's growling, you're gnawing, that's the time to pick your Bible up. That's the time to turn the worship music on. That's the time. You know, we all have a lot of times, in our convenient times to you know, do these things, but man, right now, if your stomach's growling, and churning and you're like, gosh, I just want to sit down and eat. That's the time to pick your Bible up and start to pray. That's the time to start reading scripture. That's the time to turn and worship music on. Because again, in the spiritual realm, if we could really get a grasp of what's going on and see God drawing closer to you, it's like I just picture you know Jacob having his dream of the angels going up and down on the ladder. And it's like you see angels go to work, go to battle for you. And if you could just see this in the natural. The fast is so worth it. I've never done a significant fast that I didn't get something out of it. Amen. And I can't even, I can't even sit here and really name them all, well, or name any of them off the top of my head. I just know at the end of it, I either got an answer to a prayer, or I got a new direction in my life, or I've, I got a word for somebody, a word for myself, something moving forward that was gonna change. I mean, something shifted, changed for my better. God's working for your good. Your fast might be to break something completely free off your life. Your family's life. Maybe you're interceding. Maybe the whole time you're believing for something, you're interceding for something. You're believing for somebody else. Yes, that's something. You can fast. Maybe you're sitting there going, well, I don't really have, I'm, I'm good. I guarantee you know somebody in your friend circle family that needs you bad. Fast for them fast and, and just believe God that they'll do something that you can't. God will do something in their life that you just can't tu- You can't do anything. There's people we know that you can't, you've exhausted yourself. You've tried. You're like, I've done everything I can. I can't do anything else. But God, I know you can. I know you can, God. It takes faith to believe that. But without faith, we can't. Please, God. Can we, huh? Um, Not yet. Let's, let's, can we, can we just join hands in in a row or your your family? Just, you don't have to, you know, I know we're, I'm not saying you have to get up, move around, but I mean, if you want to, you can. But I I want us to really pray corporately to strengthen each other. Let's pray for each other this morning, because I know I know there's a lot of people, you're hurting in the natural and you're hurting with the fast, probably hurting more in the natural, but let's pray. And I mean, I want you to really think about that person that you're, that you're beside, whether it be friend, family, stranger, and just pray that we strengthen each other to make it for this fast. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't know how many people are in this room, but I still believe in a God that does suffer everyone. He heals everyone. He restores everyone. I don't think there's anyone in here that's going to be left out. There's not going to be anyone here overlooked. God's going to do something amazing in everyone's life in here. Through this fast, there's going to be so many testimonies. There's going to be breakthroughs. going to be restorations. We're going to have a day in here of people just pouring out of what God did through this fast. Loved ones set free, family members set free, family members restored, children coming home, the prodigal sons returning home. Lord, Father God, strengthen us as we draw closer to you, Lord. Strengthen our mortal bodies through this fast. Strengthen us. Every time we feel weak, Lord, let us be reminded that in that weakness, we actually are strong, that your grace is sufficient, that we don't have to give up. We don't have to just say, I can't. But Holy Spirit, remind us that we can. Remind us that we will. Holy Spirit, you guide us into all truth. And we just know that at the end of this, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Let us, let us see the end, Lord. Let us see that prize at the end of the race. Let us see, Lord, what we're reaching for. Open up our spiritual ears and eyes during this fast to hear and listen to you. Remind us, Lord, in prayer that it's not all about us just pouring out to you, Lord, but sometimes we just need to sit and listen that we need to just sit and listen to what you have to say. Lord, I pray that as, as someone this week, that their stomach, they're at a point of just absolute weakness, exhaustion, I, I, can't, uh, I can't do it. That, Lord, you will supernaturally just pour out in them in that moment and let them have a time of praise. In that moment, a time of worship. In that moment, Lord, remind us, just Lord, just let's, like Christina said earlier, Lord, just remind us, just of who you are and what you've done. Each day during this fast, will remind us that you went to that cross willingly, that you took the sin shame willingly, you took the beating willingly. You took the mocking willingly, the insults willingly. You were crucified willingly. You took all that for each one of us in here. And Lord, the least we could do is lay down our fork and our spoon. To draw closer to you, Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to have this. I just, I can really, I just really sense that there's somebody that would, just a breakthrough that's just going to be so. going to be one of those stories that we're going to sit in here on Sunday morning and listen to it and be blown away by, God, what you're going to do. Lord, I'm just thankful that you're still in the miracle work business. You're still performing miracles every day. You're changing people every day. You're changing people's lives every day. And Lord, if there's anyone in here that doesn't know you, that doesn't communicate with you, that you don't have a good relationship with them, that that Lord, you're speaking to them right now to draw them in, draw them close. Lord, in this time of fasting, I just pray that we all have just a voice of, a voice of just That we're all evangelists in this season. That we're all talking about you. We're all speaking about you. Your goodness. That people will ask and say, what is it about you? What's different? What do you know? And we can say, I know the one. Who knows you and loves you. And you're one prayer away from knowing him too. Lord, as we close up service, I just pray we just have a moment with you today, Lord, just an intimate moment of just soaking in your presence. Nothing more, nothing less. That we just feel a moment of just absolute love, peace, joy in your presence, Lord, knowing that our lives are in your hand, that you're in control, that you're working all things out for our good. Lord, help us to lay down our burdens, lay down our fears, lay down our worries, lay down our doubts. Help us, Lord, in our unbelief. I need it, Lord. I need it at times. I need the help in the unbelief. we just listen to Ken and Susan play I just I, I can't I just get that overwhelming feeling of just I think we all just need to take a few minutes and just soak in his presence you don't need to say anything you don't need to I just feel like you need to just soak and let him just let him pour out on you for just a couple minutes just take it in You for listening. Sharing Life Ministries is located at the Life Center, 48 West 2nd Avenue, Ridgeley, West Virginia, or follow us on Facebook.